Welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. So happy to celebrate each and every one of you listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, we thank you and we send you all up. Um, we also sent a special thanks to all of our parents this month. Why? Because you guys had us, but also why? Because y'all raised us. So thank you for taking the time to work, feed, listen, play, raise the little humans. We give you all your flowers. So we, as you all know, are doing a mini series on parenting and really diving deep into this topic. And we have a special guest. I mean, you know, one of them, but we have two special guests today. (laughs) But before we get started, a word from our sponsor. Hey guys, so this episode is brought to you by Divine Timing. Divine Timing is an encouragement and edification company specializing in beautifully designed digital journals and planners to help you get and keep your life uplifted and in order. Go to fearforme.com to check out the online store and all WMB listeners will save 22% on everything on the site by using the code WMB22 at checkout. So go shopping and get your life. Yes. So y'all know we start every single episode with a quote. Today's quote is, your words as a parent have great power. Use them to support and inspire. By Gecko and Fly, what do y'all think about that? Go ahead, our special guest. Gecko and Fly just creating all of the quotes for this little parenting series, huh? Similar to last-ish, question mark, question mark, (laughs) episode, I really do like that quote. Once again, the words that you speak into the little ones, the next generation, just people in general are important. A lot of times words that you don't even think about are internalized and can harm or uplift someone else. So you really have to be intentional with what you say to people. Yes, your words definitely do have power. So putting those words to good use to, you know, water the seed that you call your kid is, is where it needs to be. I love, I love, I love. I absolutely believe in speaking life and love into your tiny humans. And, you know, those things definitely hold power. They hold weight. And you never know how those things will manifest, you know, 10, 20, 15, 30 years down the line. So definitely making it intentional about uplifting your littles and speaking love and life into them and supporting and inspire all those things are amazing. Yes, I totally agree with everyone, um, especially because I think of words are like little seeds. And so they just keep getting watered and watered and watered. And if you want a child that has confidence, you have to plant those little confidence words in them. So yes. And listeners, did y'all hear that new one? So we have a new voice. And yes, it's a man, y'all. 
Today, joining us is Nay, who's our special guest, because she, as y'all know, is our resident parent, and also her hubby, Jay. Isn't that cute? Nay, Jay, Nay, Jay, A, A, I like hey, it. Hey, hey, yeah. go, 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 go. And we are excited to have a conversation with these two about their parenting journey. But before we get started, y'all already know, time for either or. Guys, our either or for today is spend a month without a car or a month without the internet and go. I feel like this has been our life at various points lately. We've been a couple of weeks with no internet, just got our internet, hallelujah. We, transportation, by the grace of God, we were only without completely for like a week, but we were operating on one vehicle for like a month, month and a half. So I think I might want to do without a The internet at this point in life might as well just be a utility. It's so integral into our life, our society. So yeah, I think I'm going to go with be without a car. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to agree with that one. No, one of us have to have a car? No. Okay. No, we'd be good. We can't share? No, we got bikes. We got these, you know, feet walking up. We'll be fine. You know, be fit. But if I got the internet, Uh you got the internet. Uh If you got a car, I got a car. We defining comfort. We have both. But we need more speed for the internet. We'll be fine. Okay. Yes, we can walk. We good. And for me, I am going to agree. I'd rather not have a car and make sure I have the internet because, I mean, I don't know. Wait, no, I'm changing mine. I'd rather have the internet, wait, a car than the internet because I can always drive and go to the library and I can always go places. But if I don't have a car, I guess I could ride a bike, but that seat hurts my butt. So, and I don't like the scooter things. They make me nervous. I feel like I'm going to die and flip over on those things. I guess I can do a motorcycle. Okay. I'm I'm discombobulated. So I'm just going to say I'd rather have a car. How can you be scared of scooters and hop on a bike, a motorcycle at that? Because the scooter thing is like weird. So my answer would absolutely be I would rather be without a vehicle because at this point in my life where I am now with a new gig working from the house, in addition to working on our show, DoorDash has become very good friends of mine. Ordering groceries, easy, no problem. They also can deliver my wine and my alcohol piece of cake there's literally no reason why i need a vehicle i am blessed to have one and i will keep it god willing but if i had to choose i can easily let that go internet at this point we can't truly i mean we can live without it but like i'm not going to so there's that all right well listeners y'all had an interesting either or today but as we transition into the meat of our episode we are going to have mr j introduce itself because we know miss nay all right uh, i'm J, um, 30-something. <laughs> I have a wonderful wife, wonderful little little cub, little baby bear. And I'm here to talk about parenting? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Or, you know, adults and, you know, so something along those lines. Yes, you're here to talk about both. I love how y'all are very consistent. It's like question mark, question mark. So how would you describe adulting? Adulting to me is the thing that they tell you about when it's too late. So, you know, they give you the basic of, 
like, oh, go to school, you know, study, get a good job, et cetera, et cetera. Um, not exactly talking to you about taxes, you know, home ownership, um, you know, investment properties or just different things. You know, how do I apply for life insurance? How do I, you know, do different things for our just regular day to day? How do I set up bills? If you need to set up bills, different things you might have to do at the courthouse, whatever, whatever. So adulting is the thing that they tell you after you get your job out in the world. So be like, hey, good job. Um, Now go be an adult. So would you say they give you the outline, but don't give you the details? Definitely. A slight outline. Of, give you the idea. Yeah, the <laughs> idea of being an adult. Because even like what we thought an adult was from a kid, like changes roughly every five years. So they'd be like, oh man, like you're 10. Oh man, you're, you're 20, you're old. You know what I'm saying? You're 15. Oh man, you're in your 30s, whatever. You're old. You know what I'm saying? As you every five years or so, I would say it changed what you think like an adult is. And then when you get to that age, you'd be like, oh no, they didn't know what they was doing. They didn't know what yeah. Because also adulting changes. What someone tells you adulting is changes based on their perspective and their life experiences. So what's important to me, and I think, oh, if you're going to be an adult, you got to know X, Y, and Z. Well, that might not be applicable to somebody else's life. So I can give them all of this about adulting and it might not be beneficial or have the same priority that it would have for them. I love that because one, it's true. They give you the idea, but you don't know until you get 30 and ish. And you're like, y'all didn't know what y'all were doing. Like y'all over here literally waking up, trying to figure out how to feed us. Like it was, it's a whole entire thing, but also love how you said that too, Nay. With that, what would be four words that you would use to describe your journey into parenthood? The renegade. Don't ever follow the rules. I have five. Why not? (laughs) So my journey into parenthood adulting, I would have to say the words are cautious, unpredictable, challenging, evolving, and fun. And because I know my co-host and my host, I'm going to say what I mean by it because I know that was the follow-up. So cautious, I typically function as somewhat of an anxious person. So being entrusted with this whole life, it's like, oh my God, I don't want any hurt, harm, or danger to come into his life, into his circle, into his bubble. So I feel like I'm always on my toes. I'm predictable because like I told y'all before, I read the book. I have a background in child development. Most of my professional background is with kids. Still, one plus one don't always equal two. And it hasn't always equal two when dealing with parenting this child. So sometimes you got to throw away the rule book and just base things on what's good for you and your child. Challenging. And I say challenging not because it's hard, but because parenthood makes you interrogate and question all of your thought processes, what you know, the things that you feel like you hold dear. Do you really hold them dear? Evolving because once again, it's ever changing. What worked tomorrow might not work today. What worked five minutes ago might not get the same result right now. And fun because I'm partial to our little one and I think he's awesome and he always makes me smile and laugh. So even on the most difficult days, I can typically pick out something about it that was fun and funny, even if I didn't think it was at the time that it happened. Those are great words. 
Uh, mine are exciting, adventurous, tumultuous, and a marathon. Okay, big words. Uh, I would say exciting in the sense of like ever changing. The the sense of wonder is always there for learning new things, picking up new things. For like I said, even for the for the kiddo and myself being a new parent, and also in this thing adulting. So trying to be the best adult or example that I can be. Uh, adventurous because always down for randomness. So you know, people that know me, I'm always down for a road trip or just some something to try to get people together. So it's always gonna be some type of adventure we're gonna figure it out but you know we, we, we gonna do something and the baby's always down for the shenanigans down for the shenanigans he's ready to roll uh tumultuous because there's gonna be ups and downs so you gotta roll with it. you never know exactly what those are gonna be but you have to accept them and go through the like said the different phases of healing so then that way you don't have that baggage and that trauma over the time and um marathon so you know uh the thing with marathon and different people it's like as long as you keep moving like you're gonna get to the end so you gotta think about it's like as long as you keep on doing something day by day it may not go as fast as you think it's gonna go or like at the pace that you want it to go but if you keep moving in some way shape or form you're gonna finish the marathon so those are all really great and i can only imagine like those are just great words i think to describe what having to be in like worried about a tiny human that is solely dependent on you i'm sure there's even way more words <laughs> than we asked for for sure I, I mean I know with my parents it definitely was between my brother and myself so for you guys in this journey you've been on for a, a few years because baby is is still a tiny one did you guys have like a blueprint for parenthood or how you guys wanted to take on this journey together I don't know if it was exactly like a blueprint I know like growing up I always wanted to be like a dad and be like a cool dad you know what I mean like you know what I'm saying not exactly like full coach dad but you just be like oh man you know what I'm saying you do the chaperone dad just be around that type of vibes so like like right now uh, I was three right now so he's in that age where the personality is growing uh, schoolish kind of getting there for those different things so I know like I definitely wanted to uh, like see myself like down the line being volunteering for all the school trips and trying to just be there around you know what I mean so then that way they like different kids can have an example if they don't have a figure around but just to also be there for uh and show you know show them like hey this is how you can support people and support your community i don't know if we had a plan for like hey we, we kind of planned kid kiddo because we were married for Carry on. <laughs> seven, oh, seven before we hit 14. No, your math ain't math. My math ain't math. No, oh, it was married six. in 14. Alex was born in 19. So wow, just, I know it, it seems like okay. life be life. Okay, okay. You know, we add yeah, three I had years. a couple of years before <laughs> just, marriage. Oh, GP. 37, yeah. 42. Okay. Yeah, okay. I definitely didn't have a blueprint for adulting parenthood it might be because I'm perpetually a fat kid but I feel like I had a lot of gumbo I had a really good base of like faith that's my rights but I had a lot of things that I took from my childhood things that I took from my environment some things that I said I definitely don't want that for my child or my child to be a part of that and some things that I learned in my professional journey so I feel like mine wasn't a blueprint per se, but more like how to gumbo. 
I know you guys mentioned, Jay, you mentioned that you'd wanted to be a dad and we know that this was definitely something that Nays wanted. Is that been something you guys wanting to have kids? Has that been something throughout your life that you've always seen for yourself is, you know, always wanting to be parents? Oh, definitely. I've always wanted to be a mom. Like I tell myself I wanted to have at the time three kids before 20. Well, I want to have three kids start at 25. I was always up, down, around, in, out about career, but being a mommy was something that I knew I was going to be like, it was my destiny to try to raise the next generation. Yeah, it was definitely like uh, uh, something like I said, I wanted to have kids. I didn't have a number in mind, but definitely at least one for sure. So like a solid one is possible. All right, space game. So I love it because your one is like my heart and Alex is so amazing, but we know y'all are military life. And so how has having a child impacted your life as just in general before having him and then now you have him and then following up with that how has that impacted your parenting style so i think for that one uh it has made it more conscious of locations and picking certain things because you always have to throw that into a factor so before you know i'm saying it's just me and nay so we we can just kind of roll around like oh yeah you know we don't have to worry about the school system we don't have to worry about you know certain places or whatever so we can just kind of pick like something that we can kind of do and do different adventures around but then as as Alex get older just having that that conscious effort of like these are the places I can go these are the the options what are the school systems in these places like what are the you know um, the other opportunities that he can have uh, to be exposed to different communities different cultures and to grow from that so having that uh, it definitely plays a part to try to grow you know a well-rounded black baby I love that I absolutely love that and I didn't even think about like oh school systems and things like that that you have to consider because now you have a child and you just can't put the child in any school system like well y'all won't put little man in any school system now my baby she has already researched she knows which one is good she's like no this is the top let's go gotcha okay so as a parent what do you wish you knew before having little man that you can share with new parents as like a parenting tip one thing that I don't know if I want to say I wish I would have known or I wish it was stressed more is that yes you can have all the foundational knowledge about kids their development what to expect that you can have and those things are good but like I said in a previous episode if you listen your child will try to tell you how they need to be parent your child will try to tell you their personality will try to tell you how they need and want to be loved and I think too many times as parents we come in with okay I'm going to raise them X Y and Z almost as cliche as it sounds like that cliche that kids are a blank plate. No, they're not. They already come pre-programmed with some things and then you have to program some other things in them, but you need to listen to that base pre-program, that initial programming, because that might totally change your perspective. There are plenty of times where I got it in my head that Alex was supposed to do X, Y, and Z and my baby, if nothing else, he is very opinionated. It's like, no mommy, we not doing that. And I can get mad. I can fight with him, but why not join in and partner with him and create a beautiful adventure that I didn't even know existed. So for you guys, what is the most challenging aspect of raising a tiny human? And what's the hardest thing that you guys have come across parenting together? Great question. Great question. Uh, I would say the the hardest thing is like Nay was saying, um, listening to your kids. So they will definitely express 
uh, energy that they need. So yeah, <laughs> uh, the biggest thing I also is like you don't have to listen to like all the super kid stuff or be like making sure it, it annoys you. So like, oh man, I don't want to listen to Baby Shark. Guess what? You ain't got to listen to Baby Shark. You teach your kid what music that they can kind of vibe with that may be similar to Baby Shark, but you ain't got to, you know, you give them, expose them to all the different types of class jazz, you know, um, Afro beats, you know, R&B, 90s, a big band, you know, bounce music, whatever. House music. You know, you never know what your kid is going to vibe with until you explode or expose them to, you know, so they may just need a little 808 or just, a, you know, some some hi-hat in their life. But um, the, the hardest thing is definitely uh, not getting frustrated because of what you think your kid should be doing at that particular time. So not trying to get frustrated with your kid because your kid's a kid and you, you know, though. So that figured out. I think one of the things that's challenging and I can only speak for myself, but it's challenging sometimes to constantly stay on the same page. And I say that as we are both two individuals who grew up two totally different ways, who have two totally different thought process on what to do in any given situation. But in order to raise a tiny one in an environment that's not full of discord, we have to at least get the impression that we're on the same page. And that's not always the case in the moment. Right. Unified front. Always. Yeah. So sometimes it's challenging to communicate without words in the moment of, hey, I feel like you're about to go left and I'm about to go right, but we can't let him see that we are debating which way to go. So sometimes it's as simple as like the other day, I feel like I can say this, Jay was having a day and our little one, like Jay said, he will meet you at whatever energy you give off. So if you are having a day, he's like, okay, it's go time. We both gonna have it and it ain't gonna be the same day. So it was just so simple as, hey Jay, tap out. <laughs> because I had maybe a little bit more emotional bandwidth at that moment and we don't need to stair climb on the escalation to play chicken with emotions because that's no fun where nobody in the house. So just situations like that, like how do we maintain a united front and stay on the same page even in the moment because we're having these issues at re- like let's not think about what it's going to be like when Alex gets 13. <laughs> For sure and those moments are like, I mean they're literally like moment by moment and every situation can be different on any given day depending on what other factors you know have added to it so I mean that's completely understandable how did having the little one change your life as you knew it I know you guys always wanted to be parents you always expected this to be at some point in your lifespan but when it happened how much of your life changed and also how did that affect the relationship between the two of you guys I feel like when I became a mom it was like your life is not your own and I mean if you believe in God you know your life is never your own but even then like I stated before every decision I make has to take into consideration Jay and the little one and whereas Jay is a whole grown adult <laughs> who can fend for themselves a little bit more and roll with the punches or express like if there's something yeah you know. Alex can't so any decision that I make I have to think about how will this affect him and how it you know changed our relationship I think we have to make more and I say we but like I said I can only speak for myself I have to make more of a conscious effort to devote just as much time to Jay as I do out because we consciously brought 
Alex into the world, but we made that commitment to each other first and foremost. So I can't have a happy baby and an upset, pissed off spouse. That's not fair because originally I signed up for him. So it's checking in with everyone, which also times makes me feel like, you know, it's not enough hours in the day because then I also have to check in on myself. And yeah, y'all, y'all know my constant struggle, but that I feel like how our relationship in life has changed. It's, it's not my own and it's fine. Uh, I definitely agree with that one. It's just like making sure you devote enough time to, I say your partner and your kid and yourself. So trying to divvy up those hours and times, and it's going to be like certain days where somebody needs more time than another. So like, we definitely, um, like we definitely got into somewhat a routine, but when we were in Cali versus now, we're trying to get back into like what our sway is be like, okay, cool. So Saturdays, me and Alex, we out here, we kicking it and boys time. We out here boys. I'm going to do hair. She going to go ahead and, you know, have some, some, uh, some self-care time, some, some podcast time, do a little bit of everything right there. So, and we're just going to be out here and it's going to be kicking it. And then, you know, we kind of, as Alex go to sleep, then can be like, you know, me, me and uh, Nate time. So we just try to figure out when all that time and just trying to have, luckily I have a great, like organized partner, which loves that calendar. So that, uh, that benefits all of us. Yeah. I think as a family motto underlying in our family is the motto equitable, but not always equal. <laughs> so it might not be an equal distribution of time or anything, but it needs to balance out at the end of the day as equal. So it's going to be equitable. Like I'm going to make sure everybody gets as much as they need, but it might not always be the same amount across the board. So you touched on this a little bit and I kind of want you guys to dive in just a tad deeper. When you mentioned making time for your self-care, we kind of have an idea of what Nay likes to do to, to kind of pour back into herself. But Jay, what are some of your self-care non-negotiables that you have? I have very few non-negotiables. Like I have to be fluid. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're out here, we're, we're water. You know what I'm saying? Fluid like water. So I like to, my social. In my typical social. dad fashion. Ain't nobody going to brush him out of the bathroom. <laughs> he going to be in the bathroom when he need to be for as long as he's going to be. F them kids. <laughs> It is what it is. Is that, that is that just that? Is that just a parent as old? No, because mamas, we don't do that. That is a dad non-negotiable. <laughs> when that door closed, when I'm on the throne, I'm on the throne. I know, that, but that is dad. Hey, but you can go the y'all can come over and talk to me. I know, know but, but we know at this point you gonna be in there. I'm being there. For however long you gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. Whenever you need to be there. Ain't no warning. Well, I, <laughs> you know, I guess I'm the most regular person in the house because you know my 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 digestive system is right so well what are your other non-fashionables yeah um (laughs) I don't know. I like uh, I like gaming. So I'm really kind of like a homebody in the sense of like uh, having that time to kind of sit back, go through the nostalgia games and kind of uh, play games and even play games with both sometimes. I like gaming. So I really like to sit back and have that time to reflect about like different childhood games or games that me and Alex can play. Um, I also just like to, I like to barbecue, but I don't like to cook sides. So I, it's, it's the epitome of like the man cooking like, Oh, we gonna have a get together, and then we got all the all the meats, all the drinks. But we got here eating either potato chips or store brought, you know, uh, potato salad. No so vegetables. no vegetables, unless I grill them. Then we good. Yeah, I throw some grilled vegetables. But uh, I got to get better on that that side game. But yes, uh, 
that's pretty much it. Gaming, I guess, uh, sitting on the throne room and real. I just want to say that was so funny. But also, when I when I come to y'all, just throw me some veggies on the grill. I'll be appreciative. So yeah. <laughs> So what boundaries or sacrifices did you have to implement in order to start slash maintain your family so far? So the the biggest boundary I would say is understanding. And I think our, both our families understand that it's our bubble and then it is. It's permeable. Yes. And we love everybody, but there's times where it just may be us. And it's not that we don't want y'all in. It's just, we trying to make sure that we good. And then if, as long as we good, we make sure everybody else outside us but don't be mad because if we good and keeping our bubble good and say you know we're gonna hold down ourselves and then it's gonna grow out from there yeah i think one sacrifice i had to make for the greater good of our family was that i was home not working the first three years of alice's life and that's a big sacrifice to make originally it was for purely selfish reasons i didn't want my child to be bonded to anybody more than me (laughs) as simple as that but also So I then transitioned to when he goes out of my care, the world is a scary place and people don't always mean your child good. I wanted him to be able to express to me if somebody had hurt or harmed him or did anything that made him feel good. So that took about till three. (laughs) So I know you guys don't have a typical day. Every day is new and different and fun and exciting. However, comma, what does a day look like for you and your household? So I respect that. I think we got about two typical-ish days. So we have the Monday through Friday that has its own kind of framework. And then, you know, there then the weekend is just like, it's, it's definitely different than the, the Monday through Friday. So we try to get Alex up, but Alex does not always like to get up. Let me color this as we have recently moved to a whole new country. Yes. We have recently moved to a whole new home. Yes. We have been operating off of one vehicle and Jay's work still keeps on ticking. And I was searching for a job, was blessed to acquire a job. So we haven't gotten on any kind of schedule, but this is what we've been doing So we, recently. <laughs> recently, we, uh, we roll, you know, try to get them up around seven ish sometimes a little early he goes through the whole you know uh oh i don't want to go to school and then i don't want to go to nap it's not just i don't want to go to school i don't want to go to sleep at school (laughs) (laughs) well she will probably like look back on later on like oh man that's that's great and then get him to school everybody and then and then he give us the deuces and just lives his best life we uh divvy up what we got to do that day either uh nate takes me into work or I uh, take the car. Uh, well, now we got the cars, but and then we meet up around lunchtime if we need to divide and conquer, do some more stuff. Because typically we try to do a game plan the night before. So it's a rundown. Yes, we have the calendar on the refrigerator where we keep most of our appointments, but it's the, okay, what is our day tomorrow? What do we intend for it to look like? So who's getting Alex up? What time do you have to be at work? Do you have any appointments? What time do you think you're going to be home? Are you taking lunch? Do I need to bring you lunch? just so we can have somewhat of a working framework because if we schedule this a week in advance well Um, it might change so the night before we try to do uh okay what time do you need to get up what time does he need to get up what time do i need to get up that kind of situation Mm -hmm. and then trying to get now that we have our new home um idea of meals before or at least be a couple of days beforehand just so like hey we got we cooked yesterday
yesterday for today, or we brought groceries for what we're going to cook today, or we're both white, so we're getting, you know pizza. what I'm saying, <laughs> we're getting pizza today. So, and then that's the Monday through Friday kind of vibe. Uh, weekends, oh, you know, weekends, it's the weekend. So, you know, we might, we might have family movie, we might kick it back. My weekends are a little more structured than Jay and Alex's. But yes, yes. I give them that time. Once again, that's me learning how to let go. So I give them that time to do them because I can't be focused on all of my stuff and his stuff because once again, he is equally Alex's parent. So if I can't let him have free reign together, what are we doing? Yeah, either, you know, I do daddy pancakes, we do something else and be out here mixing up the, uh, you know, mixing up pancakes and everything. Like, oh, daddy let's go you know so or uh we roll around and just doing different things we're trying to get more outside time or just different things and different activities trying to see how to play catch not really we throw can throw not really catching yeah getting there but the weekend is more just like free-flowing flexible we try to maintain nap time even on the weekends because that baby need his sleep turn to look gremlin that baby needs so yeah so everything that y'all just said was so beautiful and i wanted to ask a follow-up question communication because what i'm hearing from you too is that y'all communicate and sometimes it seemed like in my mind like man they are not just organized but they communicate about their day the night before i'm like do i even do my to-do list the night before like, <laughs> versus like getting up in the morning like oh what do i gotta do today as i'm in the shower so like i love that so my question for both of you how did this happen of like y'all i'm gonna say increasing your communication to a level of like detail of like how y'all have it now? Well, I would say it's mostly nay, mainly because like I do that, a lot of that at work. So I like to chill back. I'm way more like reflowing and relaxed as much as, as I can be because I have to be so like set up and structured and think about other people's day and think about like, you know, try to do a day plan, a week plan, month plans and try to keep track of like other people's schedules and appointments and other stuff like that. So I try to bring it like said that same as much energy now to just to make sure like hey this is what I have for work and it's in pencil and kind of in you know dry erase and so like it it helps on the weekends when we know like oh I can just take take Alex with me and we just roll out I can people at work also know that I will bring him to work if need be and we will be up here chilling and he gonna be out here coloring Picasso so it's gonna be like they understand that family is definitely important to so it's like I had to, you know, make that that kind of transition of helping and like making sure like, hey, if I can't bring kiddo with me, like I know and people know like, hey, we're going to work hard. You're going to get these, you know, X, Y, and Z's, whatever. But, you know, sometimes it's going to be the days where I got to roll and kid got to roll with me. So it is what it is. Yeah. And just the way I'm set up, I have to juggle through different schedules. So I need to know what's happening because say it was back when we only had one car. Well, if he has an appointment at and I thought that I was going to have the car all day and I'm somewhere totally different. Well, how is he going to get to this appointment? So I need to know what that means. Okay, if you have this appointment, that means I need to do all of my air at the beginning of the day. I need to switch out. You need to have the car. Like It's too many moving parts and I don't like for things to fall in the cracks. So I am the big one on, okay, what's our day? Let's plan it out. Oh, you have an appointment? Oh, what time? How long is it going to take? What do you need? What do you need from me? How can I make your day better? Damn. <laughs> 
like I'm just like wait I couldn't even think of the first answer before you hit like with 18 other questions like okay now you see how he feels <laughs> this question is for Jay what's the one thing that absolutely surprised you about being a parent I would say like they like maybe they did have fun or they were just worried about just the random stressors in the world but like yeah half of the kids cool man like it's hard work but it's like this you can do like what you can legit have a whole person <laughs> that views you a certain way in their eyes and will make you laugh regardless like they did a father's day oh can <laughs> they, i break it <laughs> they did a father's day art project and so like uh nate was to go goes to pick him up the other day and i um i was like oh cool it's like she's like oh you want to give dad his uh father's day i'm like father's day yeah I thought we were going to do that, like, you know, Sunday, whatever. And Alice is like, yeah. He's excited. I'm like, cool, I'm excited. And then I had to see this picture. And it's like a hand and like the mustache. Okay. I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. Is this how he sees me? And so it was absolutely hilarious because then I'm laughing and I put it on the refrigerator. And he's like, that's you, daddy. Yeah. So it just made me like laugh. And so for the people that can't see, uh, it's a handprint. It has a mustache and a bow tie. And so I was like, but the mustache is so clean. I'm blaming this the, the teachers. I'm like, hold on now, teachers. He said, that's daddy. That's daddy. I'm like, yo, did the teachers know Alex's dad have a mustache? But I guess it's not really a big school, but I'm still just like, I, all of them better have had a mustache. But I'm like, it's all, I, you know, it can be fun. It can be fun. Oh, and that's not funny because the other day he had on a Super Mario shirt and Alex also said that was daddy. It's the stash. That's what it is. It has to be. And I'm like, I, I respect it. I respect it. It's like, you know, you grow up, be a little gaming, be a little blurred. It's okay. But like, man, I'm like, uh, they all better have mustache. That's all I'm saying. Well, that ties me into my next question of like, so we, you have given us like different examples of this little one and how funny he is. But so far, what has been the funniest thing that he has done thus far? And believe me, I know he's a funny kid. So if you could choose one, eat. What has been the funniest thing this little one has done? I'm doing two. And they're not the funniest thing, but they're recent funny things that I was like, okay. So nowadays, my my child is a very sassy, spunky three-year-old. So if I'm in the car and I'm singing along to the song, he's like, okay, that's enough, mommy. That's enough. Okay, okay, that's enough. I'm like, oh. Also, yesterday we were in the car and I was like, oh, you're a baby. Alex and he was like no I was like oh you're a toddler you're a toddler Alex he was like no he was like I'm a black man I was like okay you're a bad man he said no I'm a black man I said, oh you will one day become a black man but you are not a black man you are a black toddler he said no I'm a black man I said all right okay <laughs> Yes, there's so many. I, I would say my favorite thing is him singing It's Time for the Percolate. So like That's his jam. Yeah, so like we're, we're like I'm from around like said the Chicago area. So like Chicago house music, you know, I was like, oh, let's put them on a little bit. But we're out like when we're out in the West Coast, like people don't understand. I'm like, is y'all kids saying percolator? But yeah, we just see like some of my, my friends as like his, you know, adopted uncles. Like, it's time for the percolate. He's like, I want 
to play. It's time for percolator music. Yeah, then he starts dancing. Do, 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 do. Sorry. It's all right. Okay. So I know you said that he says, I'm a black man. And with that, my question specifically to you, Jay, is as a black man in today's society, what do you hope to teach him, like this little man or little toddler, as we call him, about being black in America? Well, uh, currently we not in America. So I just want him to make sure that he sees how the world sees us in the sense of as a full person. So because he's going to eventually go back to America and he can you know see different types of racism or or different things based on who he is but as long as he has that like that good foundation of hey I'm smart uh, I'm blessed I can do anything so that's what I want him to kind of have uh, that kind of basic because that's one of his favorite books and one of the affirmations that he has is like you know you'll hear him saying like I'm smart I'm blessed I can do anything and so it's like oh yeah I, I love that so I just want to continue to to foster that that mentality those those inner like his inner voice being those words because with that it doesn't matter what the outside uh pressures or perception is of now it will be eventually you do have to have those those talks of this is how like certain authority figures or police can and will probably see you so you have to like stay within certain guidelines the best you can because even then when you do everything right you can't control everything so those are the the down the line talks um but as of now like i just want to continue to foster that that i'm smart i'm blessed and i can do anything i love that because as we talked about earlier going back to the quotes of the day words have power right and like him knowing that as a little two three-year-old right like when he get 13 as we talked about he's gonna walk into the room knowing he's an intelligent he's like do you know who my parents are they use humongous words like get on my love probably i'm gonna say probably like at five years old he's gonna be doing that but <laughs> but i love that so for both of you, because Alex is your legacy, one of your legacies, right? What are you hoping to leave him as parents? But also, what do you hope to be remembered for if he goes, if he gets older and he's like, oh, I remember, you know, pancakes, making pancakes with my dad. Like, what are those memories that you hope to instill in him? I think what I want to instill in him is that he was loved, seen, and heard. I feel like he is surrounded with so much love and you know throughout the day I always make sure to as much as I can fill up his love cup and his independence cup because I feel like if those two are filled then he'll be a healthy whole child but I want him to always know that his mama loved him with all of her heart that she saw him for who he is and she heard him when he spoke and when he tried to tell her who he is. Oh man I just want him to have that legacy where it's okay to be vulnerable or show love to your partner and to be you know black man however that looks to you <laughs> right into whatever shape or form we're, we we are not you know we're, we're more and more on the full spectrum of what is what does it mean to be black or what does it mean to to be a man in this society like you don't have to you know follow what a, whatever set path or whatever profession you want to do like hey follow your love follow your passion and it'll definitely like get you there so well, thank you. And so before we wrap up this segment or this topic, what is one tip that you would tell new parents? Like one thing that if you had to give one piece of advice to new parents, meaning like me, Sunny D and I, when we become parents, because you know, I'm calling you. 
<laughs> what's the one piece of advice you would get? I would say if you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, if you feel yourself being over, overly critical of your child, if you feel yourself having a short temper with your child, just give them a hug and give them snuggles. Because most of the time, it's going to be good for the both of y'all just to get that physical touch and that physical connection. And it'll calm the moment down. Because there's a lot of times where I feel like I'm reaching that level with Alec and I'll just tell him, mommy needs a hug. Mommy needs snuggles. And then it's just a cute little moment where I'm sniffing all of his toddler goodness and he's feeling all of the love and he's feeling supported and it just diffuses like all of that tension that was building up. So just take a few seconds to love on your child if you feel like you don't want to love on them. Because y'all both probably get. Uh, mine would be for mainly for the new dads. Uh, <clears throat> uh, sacrifice that sleep so then that your partner can be as as refreshed and, and like full as possible to give into uh, your your child. Because like I said, Nay had Alex for three years, and like I said I was able to take up the bottles of uh not the bottles yeah the, yeah but to take up those late night wake ups or changing diapers or anything putting them back to sleep or uh like I'm okay if I can get four hours because I know I can shoot an espresso later or I can you know kind of have a little downtime after if I go to work or whenever I go to work and kind of offset like if I'm just getting a good four four and a half I'm okay so take up those signs for your partner so they can be like full and well rested uh to give all that they give into your your child that's beautiful advice. I agree. And especially when you said to the dads of like sacrificing the sleep, I didn't even realize that because yeah, you have, especially when the little ones new, right? The overnight feedings and then Miss Nay having to like stay up during the day with the baby. Yeah. You got to have a full cup to do that. And I was breastfeeding for the first like 13 oh, months. So that's like literally empty. <laughs> You're a lot of work. So I do have a friend that's like struggling with the breastfeeding. And I'm so sorry if you hit this episode. Love you. And so my question is, how did you, pre- did anyone prepare you for breastfeeding? And if not, how did you truly learn what to do? And I asked that because she says her nipples, her areolas really, really hurt really badly. So I am the youngest child of two that my mom has. My mom tried to breastfeed with my brother. Um, didn't even last. So she was no help in this scenario because she didn't produce milk. Breastfeeding for me was a process. Originally, I wasn't producing a lot. Come to find out, Alex had a tongue tie, which means he had a little bit of his, a piece of his tongue was connected to his gums, which meant he couldn't open his mouth as fully. And also, um, that meant he couldn't latch on as much. So he was working really, really hard and only producing a little, like only receiving a little bit of milk. I would tell your friend, depending on how long it's been, just give it time. Um, They say a lot of the breastfeeding journey is the bonding between you and your child. So there would be plenty of times where I would just do a lot of skin to skin with Alex. That might be why that baby will lift up my shirt and lift up his shirt and do skin to skin as a whole three-year-old sitting facing me in my lap. He he got a little bit too much love in the skin to skin. But just those smelling of 
your child, having all those warm, gooey feelings that are also like make the lactation process happen. And um, supplements can be your friend. I ain't gonna lie to nobody. Supplements were great in increasing the milk supply and it's okay to pump. Like if you feel like breastfeeding is not going well, your body will only make as much milk as there is for demand. So if you have to hook up to that machine and put your booby on there, do that. Get a, um, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a plastic cup that looks like it ain't gonna do nothing, but it catches the letdown. Yeah, a cup. It catches the letdown because most of the time, if you're breastfeeding on one breast, the other one will start leaking. So that way you can, yeah, you can keep all of that milk. And what else? Oh, for sore nipples and areolas, ice packs are great. Also lanolin cream, best friend, because it helps to keep it moist and lubricated. And if you are producing milk, put breast milk on it. Breast milk is like liquid gold in healing everything. Breast milk will heal the cradle cap. It'll soothe some crusty nipples. It'll it'll do a lot. So yeah, put a little breast milk on it and give her my number if she wants to call and everything else. Boobies don't scare me. Like we can FaceTime or Google Duo or whatever and I'll try to walk her through it. I'm by no means an exporter or a lactician consultant or nothing, but I'm always willing to help another mommy out. Yeah, if she's already, depending on the area she's in or her insurance, they should have maybe a lactation consultant that they can um, try to work through some stuff uh, and like I said, look at the, the tongue tie or everything else, but I'm not sure how the kitty is. So. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. See, friend, I got you, girl. So, and I'll definitely link y'all up too. Well, I got to ask her permission, obviously, but I'll link y'all up. And so with that, I just want to say thank y'all for just being such amazing, beautiful, black, great parents and such a, I love black love. Like I love black love. <laughs> um, but with that, I love that you are teaching little Alex about his self-worth, his self-belief and his self-love. And with that, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. Hey, beautifuls. This message is brought to you by The Grass is Greener on the Other Side, where we help women who have anger, sadness, and shame from being cheated on learn how to heal and take their power back so they can regain confidence, restore their peace, and attract the life of their dreams. We can be found on IG at Brianna underscore Latrice. That's spelled B-R-I-A-I-N-A underscore L-A-T-R-I-C-E. And for all of the Where's My Blueprint podcast listeners, we're offering free 15-minute discovery calls. So if you're ready to regain and restore that self-love, self-worth, and self-belief back in yourself, shoot me a DM for a free discovery call today. Because my motto is, honey, leave that cheater and find your peace. If you're interested in joining my new course, Rejection is Redirection, using your past as a reference, not a residence, you can email me at affairrecoverycoach at gmail.com or you can shoot me a dm at brianna underscore latrice see you on the call um we're going to transition to our next segment of moments of melanation moments of melanation moments of melanation is where we highlight a black person doing their thing today for moments of melanation we are highlighting Today, we are highlighting and celebrating Successful Black Parenting Magazine. So this is the first national magazine for Black parents that was established in 1993 by Janice Robinson Celeste. She's an MBA and Marta Sanchez, who has a PhD, and it relaunched in 2017. So their website has multiple topics to choose from, like backtalk, pregnancy, grandparents, and more. And it includes also how learning challenges can go 
unnoticed and overlooked in Black children. And what I love about this is this is a publication that's championing these conversations that I don't think, or at least in my experience, hasn't really been kind of like in the forefront or really accessible to a lot of Black parents. And I hope many more people discover this publication, discover these articles, these conversations, and how great of a resource this can be. So guys, the two of you, everybody on board, (laughs) what are your thoughts about this amazing publication and SuccessfulBlackParenting.com? I think it's pretty cool. Like, I thought I was into all of the Black parenting circles, like, knowledgeable about the resources, and I've never heard of this website, this publication. So I feel like it's pretty awesome. Anytime we can create a niche and create resources and information for ourselves as a Black parenting collective, because parenting is a journey that contains a lot of people, but I think Black parenthood is unique in a lot of aspects. So anytime we can have something that is going to be catered to us and our perspectives, I think that is 100% well worth it and needed. So I might have to look them up and see what they're talking about. Right. Definitely going to have to look them up and, and share it to the different parents that I know. So it's like, that's one thing that we do is like, I know we we try to share. Oh, like, oh, I got this little, you know what I'm saying? Article, boom, boom, boom. I see somebody doing something, boom, boom, boom. You know, like are just people that's um like selling different things or that's uh, trying to promote different things for uh, new parents or continuing parents because this is every stage is new for us. Hey, you know. Yeah, um, I absolutely love this. Something similar that you both said is we can never have enough resources. So definitely we'll have this in the blog, but I also feel like I really, really wish that they would give this to parents when they go home. You know what I mean? Like a resource, like, Hey, you just had a baby. Here you go. Or, Hey, you know, you're the doctor's appointment. Here you go. Like giving this because like you, I don't know if you have to subscribe to this or anything. I don't know if it's free, but just having the resource. And sometimes you may not be able to have a mailing address. Right. But if you're sending a doctor's office and things like that. So I really am wondering, like, I wonder how many doctors know about this you know like how aware is this community knowing about this black parenting magazine because I mean I'm looking at it now and I love how it, it asked the question that kind of hit my heart of like where are we safe from guns in America and I'm like wait this is the parenting magazine but it makes sense because now we're looking at I don't know if y'all heard about what happened in Texas um with the school shooting and it's like oh my gosh this is something that we need to read and I'm like I'm trying to figure out how to subscribe so when further down the line I have children and I already have you know my mentor who's going to teach me so yeah, I like it. Yeah, when I um, I think I came across it googling something or other, and I was like, I had no idea that this was even a thing. So as I was kind of researching like who these women were and the fact that it was established in '93, you know, um, I don't think it's ever really been something that's been super uh, publicized or really had access to or anything like that. But I think the relaunch that they did in 2017 to kind of bring it back to the forefront and bring a lot of um more intention behind making a public like this well-known is really important because, you know, the last 20 years, there's so much has been going on stateside as far as Black children and law enforcement and school shootings, just like all of the things and just, and how do we bring up these beautiful, wonderful Black children in a world that is incredibly chaotic and having something like this where we have these conversations and we can feel comfortable and feel safe actually having these conversations and try to, to make sense of of the nonsense, essentially. Um, I think it's a really great thing that exists and I hope that people find it. The website for, for those that need a reminder is successfulblackparenting.com. That's the website to go to and they have a bunch of articles on there, a bunch of topics and all 
kinds of just a lot of different resources, pre-parenting, while you're parenting, after your kids get older, all of the things. So go check them out. I think it's going to be a really great resource to, to add to anyone who's thinking about being a parent or anyone that is a parent. I love it also because they actually have a podcast too. And I know it's, we have a podcast, but it's more than enough to go around y'all. Um, And I love that there's, it's called Back Talk. And I love it because you got to think when you have a kid, you know, like, don't be giving me no Back Talk. <laughs> But y'all check out their um, podcast too. They have it. I'm looking at an episode now um, that talking about like mama entrepreneur and swimming cat, which is on YouTube. And I'm loving that because I'm, for me specifically, when I go swimming as a black woman, there's no swimming cap that's great for me yet. However, I know there's one out there and I'm going to find you. And if you hear this, you can sponsor me. So yeah. <laughs> so with that, you all know we end every single episode with an affirmation. Today, we have our affirmation coming from Mr. J. All right. I'm just going to use, you know, one I kind of said earlier from Alex. Said, I am smart. I am blessed. I can do anything. I love that because, yes, we are smart. We are blessed. And we can do anything we put our mind to. And I love that I am blessed because this is small tangent. Someone told me today of like, if you woke up today, you have something to eat. You have a roof over your head. And the fact that you can go buy fast food, you're extremely blessed in this world. So thank you for that reminder. And that comes from in the book entitled I Am Smart, I Am Blessed, I Can Do Anything by Alyssa Holder and Zulika Holder Young. Hashtag give black women credit. And with that, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to both of you and allowing us to interview you. I learned so much and I hope you did too, listeners. And with that, we are over and out. Bye. Bye. Peace out. Thank you.